0: It has been far too long, my fellow history nerds. I'm hopeful you are all doing well. Thanks to everyone who reached out to see when I was coming back and to those generous listeners who threw me a few bucks using the buy me a coffee link in the show's notes, including Trace Sue, maybe it was meant to be Tracy, Christopher B. Bauer, Betty, and the unknown someone who included the note, absolutely love the podcast and the theme music makes me dance. So nice. Your contributions help offset research and production costs and make me feel warm all over. There are many fun episodes planned for this season of the Chicago History Podcast, so let's get into it, shall we? I've covered stories connected to Chicago's West Loop in previous episodes from the assassination of Mayor Carter Harrison to the Chicago Stadium, Chicago's Skid Row Flophouse Fires, and more. Those stories barely touch the surface of the vibrant history of the area. Fortunately, there is a new book that I've had trouble putting down. Today we're talking with Connie Fairbanks, author of Chicago's West Loop Then and Now. I'm Tommy Henry, and this is the Chicago History Podcast. county fairbanks welcome to the chicago history podcast
1: thank you nice to meet you nice to be here
0: i read about your book in rick hogan's column oh. and thought it was great and then i think a friend of yours or your publisher or somebody okay. reached out to me and uh sent me a copy and i love it uh, chicago's west loop then and now people businesses buildings it honestly doesn't say enough about what is inside this book. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you a little bit about your history in Chicago or your history in general and your time in Chicago and all that goes with that.
1: Well, I have been in Chicago since uh, the end of 1994. I moved around a lot during the corporate, my corporate world, and I actually chose to move to Chicago. So I love Chicago. I'm probably one of the world's biggest fans of Chicago. And um, as you can tell from the book, I love living in the West Loop as well. I was in the medical field, I sold drugs to doctors, uh, legal ones. And then I did marketing and helped get smoking off airplanes way back when and launched the first nicotine patch in the United States. That was somewhat my corporate world. Um, done some nonprofit work, done some acting in Chicago, and now have written two books. So a woman of many interests. You know, we have many careers. Yes. <laughs> the older you get, you just keep reinventing yourself.
0: I, I was talking to a friend of mine about that very thing that, you know, you got to stay active and you got to find stuff that you find interesting exactly. and, and, you know, keeps you kind of uh, going. So in addition to the smoke and planes thing, which I thought was great, I didn't know about the nicotine patch. Um,
1: you wrote a cookbook in 2007. I did about 12, 14 years ago. Yes. And, uh, part of the reason, cause I never could find any of my recipes. So they were organized. <laughs> um And I had hoped that might turn into a cooking show. It didn't. So I cook every day. (laughs) Well, let's talk about the book.
0: The cover, as I said a minute ago, is almost misleading. Um, People, businesses, buildings. There are so many aspects to all of the people and all of the businesses and all of the buildings that you really can't get into until you open it up. You have sections on 27, if I did my count right, 27 plus people. And then you have kind of a smaller uh, section um, business. You cover manufacturing. You've got um, you know kitchen and home items, food and beverages, food establishments. It is such a thorough, thorough book. And you know what? I forgot to look at the page count. You know, you're up 236, in two thirty
1: six. I think two thirty
0: six. Yeah, and and everything is nicely laid out. You've got police stations, fire stations. You've got all the car dealerships. You've got <laughs> you know all the different parks. I mean, anything having to do. This is. For me, going to be uh, fantastic for me doing any kind of research on anything West Loop based because you've you've done all the research. I could just crib all your stuff. Um, it's okay, I did at, the same thing. <laughs> at what point did you think to yourself, I love Chicago, I love the West Loop, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw myself into writing a book about the West Loop.
1: Actually, that was about five years ago. I had seen a residential book in Kansas City. I lived there twice. A woman had done a really cool book about all the families that lived in a neighborhood in Kansas City, Missouri. I, I contacted her. And then um, an early developer over here, Annie and Lewis Costner of Annie Properties, which we still have some of the names on the water towers. That's how they advertise themselves. They developed the building I live in, 1908 building, and they prompted me. They said, if you don't Write a book. This neighborhood's going to be gone forever. No, it's all going to be torn down and no one's going to care because people are also dying as well. The third reason I went to an architectural tour, which I love Chicago architectural tour, but I did not care for the tour of Fulton Market. It was way more than a few restaurants. So I said, I need to write a book. So I just hit the streets and used our wonderful libraries. And interviewed about 100 people to write the book.
0: The process of writing a book, obviously, is it's a completely different muscle than writing a cookbook, obviously. A lot of the recipes you had, you know, you can kind of tweak. And once you've got the ingredients and kind of the process, you're good to go. Was taking on a book like this overwhelming for you at any point did you get you know halfway into it and go oh my gosh there's so much to do and research and learn uh you know what have I got myself into or did it get you more excited the more you
1: learned uh both uh there are days I felt overwhelmed I finally and my husband who's an actuary helped me organize he goes you can't cover everything pick out three things and that's why people businesses and buildings and then the next thing I did was put boundaries because everybody wants to be the West Loop now. And in my opinion, the West Loop does not go to Canal Street. It does not go to Grand Street. My boundaries were uh, Fulton Market, roughly Jefferson, Displaines the the freeway, Van Buren and Ashland. So that helped just sure. to organize it. And then I spent a lot of time at Harold Washington. I People would run down aisles and go, Connie, did you think about this? Did you think about this? And if you remember during COVID, they were the last to close and the first to open. I went there all the time with a mask and they were so incredibly helpful um, that I got over being so overwhelmed and it was just really one day at a time. When I started to get really angry was with my uh, fact checking editor, because he would send me like four pages of notes, prove this, prove this, prove this. And I called him the pit bull. And that's our relationship for about nine months was the pit bull. But he challenged me, I challenged him, and that makes a book better. And that's why I hired him. He was one of the biggest expenses of this book, but so worth it.
0: Well, and you, I mean, you document your sources very thoroughly here. There's a uh, lot
1: of pages of bibliography. Yeah. And
0: so, you know, that's the the fun of, of uh, writing history, right? Is that, mm-hmm. you know, there's really nobody to go to and say, hey, uh, somebody's writing a book and it includes you and in this event. Did this mm-hmm. actually happen? I mean, you have mm-hmm. to show based on your, your sources. And I, I think you crush that in so many ways because holy cow, it's all here.
1: During the process I did a lot of editing and even the online research during COVID to find somebody in this neighborhood that actually died from the Spanish flu. Wow. It was really interesting. It hmm. was um, uh yes, he was driving home from a, his office from Fulton to Oak Park, stopped at a pharmacy, I guess tried to get some sort of medicine and died on the way home from Oh Spanish gosh. Flu. So researching that during COVID was, I thought, really interesting.
0: Well, and you cover um the Eastland disaster, which although didn't happen in the West Loop, you know, bodies were brought to the the old uh, uh armory building and yes. Um you know, you you talk about some of the the sadder events. You know, I like right. on the back cover. You've got uh, Carter Harrison. Um, right. I, I did an entire episode about his murder and all the weirdness you, behind. I
1: know, uh, and his big statue in Union Park. Sure. I don't think a lot of people have even walked past it. Yeah. And he was, you know, killed in his own home down the street.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it was
1: Mansion Avenue. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and, and right. So that's the other fun thing is is looking at. You know, since they used to print everybody's address in the newspaper, right. no matter what happened, the address was there, not the block of 1600 block, 19- 1900 block, they would, you know, print the address. And so to be able to find where Harrison used to live and what it used yes. to look like, and then, of course, see what it looks like now, you go, oh, boy, I, yes. I don't know if and progress is And Also,
1: in those old city directories, they would put the days they could be called on. Yeah. Is, yeah. Isn't that something? I know. Yeah,
0: I guess it's not surprising that somebody could show up, knock on the door, and say uh, the mayor's yes. expecting me, and then gun him down yes. in his foyer. What was the most surprising thing that you learned researching this book?
1: Oh, history repeats itself there's a there's a lot of good people there were some bad people but there are so many good people and just down the street from where I live I mean we all love powdered sugar donuts it was perfected down the street and the building is still there I was there the other night for an event and I told the people this is where the machine for the powdered sugar donut was perfected which is pretty amazing which is pretty amazing Um, Another couple blocks away from me, Dr. Shipman had an office, his uh, medical practice, and he would leave a wine basket in his lobby for mothers that couldn't take care of their children. This was in the 1890s. This is a block from where I live. He went on to start one of the first orphanages in the United States. I think that's pretty amazing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, on 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 so many levels, right? These are yes, things that most people so don't levels. know about. Yes. And yes. you know, part of what I try to do, obviously, I cover a lot of the, you know, more well-known uh, aspects of Chicago, but then I try to dig a little bit deeper. And that was the fun thing about your book. You know, you could have easily just written about the top line stuff that happened in, oh, no. in the West loop, but there's so many interesting things. Um, you know, I didn't know about the powder donut thing. I hope the response that you got was, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Oftentimes. It is. Yeah. So oftentimes I share history stuff with people. They go, oh really? Huh? And then they walk away. I'm like, oh my gosh, don't you get away oh how- my- Like, uh, you know, history nerd. Florence a- Bigfield grew up in the neighborhood. Yes. I saw that. Across I saw that. from
1: Whitney Young High School. I mean, uh, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: It, it is crazy. You know, one of the other things that you did that I like is. When you weren't sure of the exact date, you you didn't try to fake it. So uh, Richter food products, 1920 to late 1950s. And then you have a question mark, you You know, know, maybe they made it to 1960, maybe not. You just
1: keep digging and you can't find it.
0: Right, right.
1: And then a lot of times you get sidetracked because you'll find something else interesting that has nothing to do with what you're writing back. So you get back on track.
0: Yeah, well, right. Sometimes it's best to, you know, it's like they explain to kids when they're taking tests, you know, if you don't know an answer, go on, go back to it if you have time. But, you know, you probably could have put another three years of work into this book and not been able to make it much more amazing than it is now because it is is pretty darn
1: amazing. We didn't want a 400-page book. I mean, definitely no. This is long enough. This yes, is
0: long enough. yes. It's a, Even it's though a, I'm
1: already adding.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Oh, so
1: there's a Well, there's just a new... people that I m- I'm meeting that I had not met that okay. have stories to tell me at books, signings, and so forth. So I'm keeping a little file, you know, when the next editions will add some of these things.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. You mentioned there were things that you uh, decided to leave out. What What kind of things did you decide to leave out?
1: You know, I'm not going to name names, but um, there were some shady things about some business people that I was told, but I couldn't make it factual. It was just told to me a lot of times. Leave it out, yeah. especially if the person's gone. What would the family think about? Right, yes. right, right. Um, I pretty I stuck to the facts That's or, or what was told me. Sure, uh, and I wanted to document that. So, yeah, everything else is I. You know, I have sources, as you know, yeah. of where it came from.
0: You back you backed everything up uh, uh, quite wonderfully. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. What would you say are the biggest changes in the last twenty five years that you've lived there? And what would you like to see for the neighborhood Different. in the next five or ten years? Okay,
1: all right. Well, these are my opinions. Um, the biggest changes, which are delightful, are all the families, the baby strollers, uh, the dogs. People taking care of empty lots and taking snow off the street because they're not empty, abandoned buildings anymore. A neighborhoody feel, which I love. Uh, but the things that go with growth of a neighborhood, traffic, crime, uh, too tall of buildings. Most of the buildings were supposed to be around seven stories. So they all kind of look alike. And one was put on Ashland it was around 2002 or not Ashland Halstead in the, the freeway and then the cat was out of the bag we have a lot of tall buildings so density density where I would like to see it is uh I hope we get another school we have two great schools now but we're they're getting to be overcrowded another school i hope we'll get a theater i hope we'll get more retail i hope people continue to care about living here helping to keep it clean i i think it'll continue to grow hopefully we're not overbuilding but there's a lot more than just residential here there's a lot of corporate headquarters like mcdonald's google's and a lot of office buildings on fulton so I think it'll be okay but i guess i would ask the city planners about that too
0: county fairbanks author of chicago's west loop then and now thank you so much for being with me today
1: you're very welcome it was a pleasure speaking with you and keep history alive let's learn from it and move forward
0: for listening to Chicago's West Loop with author Connie Fairbanks and thanks to Ms. Fairbanks for discussing the book with me. I'll have links in the show's notes if you'd like to order a copy of the book. Anything ordered through those links, not just the item listed, may earn a small commission for the podcast and help offset production costs at no additional cost to you. Check out the Chicago History Podcast Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages for articles and pictures related to this episode and past episodes posted throughout the week. The original art for the Chicago History Podcast used on these social media pages was created by the inimitable John K. Schneider. Thanks, Johnny. He can be found at Angel Eyes Art, JKS on Instagram or via email at angeleyesartjks at gmail.com. I will be back soon with more stories from Chicago's history. Until then, get out and explore when possible. Learn more about whatever city you live in, and stay safe.